the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In Pinellas Park, W262CP Bayonet Point. Brought to you by Moss Nissan. Simply the best Nissan. Portions of this hour have been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Odyssey. The following program was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Up next is Verse by Verse. Sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. Paul is out to prove to the Jew that he's really no different than the Gentile. There is no distinction for all have sinned and come short of God's glory. You see, Paul not only has to prove to the Jew that they're just as guilt that they're guilty before God, but he has to prove to them they're just as guilty as the Gentile. There is no distinction between Jew and Gentile as far as sin is concerned. But that's a problem, because the Jew thought there was a distinction. And the Jew, reading what Paul would have to say about the law and about being a a, a role model and a teacher of the Gentiles, would say, wait a minute, Paul, wait a minute. Maybe we don't always obey what we should, and maybe we're not the best examples, but we are different than the Gentiles. Don't tell us we're not. We are different. There is a distinction. We have a mark on our body that sets us apart and distinguishes us from everyone else in the world, and that mark, Paul, is circumcision. Welcome to Verse by Verse. Pastor teacher Steve Kreloff is guiding us in a series of in-depth lessons from the first three chapters of the book of Romans. Today we begin studying the last few verses of chapter 2. Pastor Steve is the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida a role that he has filled since 1981. At Verse by Verse Ministries, we believe that expository or verse by verse teaching is the surest way to learn the whole counsel of God. We're glad to have the privilege of adapting Pastor Steve's practical messages to radio format. In these first three chapters, Paul demonstrated that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. As a result, we all need a savior, But the Jews of Paul's day thought that they were a special breed. They didn't need a savior because they were God's chosen people. They had the law and they were circumcised. Will those be enough for someone to stand up to God on Judgment Day? Well, if you can follow in your Bible, turn to Romans chapter 2 verse 25 and let's see what the Apostle Paul said about the difference between a Jew and a Gentile. Romans chapter 2. And we'll be looking at verses 25 through 29, but let's read the whole portion of the passage, which starts at verse 17. But if you bear the name Jew and rely upon the law and boast in God and know his will and approve the things that are essential being instructed out of the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth. You, therefore, who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that one should not steal, do you steal? 
You who say that one should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law through, through your breaking the law, do you dishonor God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written. For indeed, circumcision is of value if you practice the law. But if you are a transgressor of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. If therefore the uncircumcised man keep the requirements of the law, will not his circumcision, or rather his uncircumcision, be regarded as circumcision? And will not he who is physically uncircumcised, if he keeps the law, will he not judge you, who though having the letter of the law and circumcision are a transgressor of the law? For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, neither is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly. And circumcision is that which is of the heart, by the spirit, not by the letter. And his praise is not from men, but from God. If you ask a person these days, on what basis do they think that God will let them into heaven, you'll get either one of two answers. They'll either answer salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, or they'll answer salvation by works. But if you live back in the early days of the church and the founding of Christianity, you would have heard a third kind of a response, a third kind of answer, and that would be salvation by surgery. Salvation by surgery. In the early church, salvation by surgery was a controversial issue. It was a big issue of the church. And the Apostle Paul had to confront this issue many times. I'd like you to turn to the book of Acts, chapter 15. You'll see... What I mean, Acts chapter 15 uh, is the whole church has to meet this, this problem head on and they have a council at Jerusalem just to deal with this issue. And what is this issue, this, this salvation by surgery? Acts 15, 1 and 2 says this, And some men came down from Judea and began teaching the brethren. And what were they teaching? They were teaching this, Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And when Paul and Barnabas had great dissension and debate with them, the brethren determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders concerning this issue. And so Paul went up and he dealt with this very issue. Is it necessary for a Christian to be circumcised? Does he have to become a Jew, really, is what they're saying. Does he have to become a Jew with the ritual of circumcision in order to become a Christian. You see, these men believe that the surgical procedure performed on a man called circumcision was necessary for salvation. And Paul had to deal with this same issue throughout his ministry. This was not the first time and it was not the last time. In fact, if you study Galatians, you'll see that Paul has to deal with it. If you study Philippians, you'll see that Paul mentions it, and especially in Romans, and specifically Romans chapter 2 as well as Romans chapter 4. Now, in Romans chapter 2, Paul has to deal with this subject head-on because he is in the process, all the way through chapter 3, of tearing down the false confidence of the Jewish people. There were three things that the religious Jew of the first century trusted in for salvation. Number one, he trusted in his relationship with the law. 
He felt that because he had a unique relationship, God had revealed his mind to the Jew. And therefore, the Jew thought that he was better than everyone else. Sure, he had the knowledge. He had the mind of God. He understood the will of God. He had the embodiment of truth in the law of Moses. So he trusted in that. Secondly, he trusted in his role towards the Gentiles. He felt he was a teacher of the Gentiles. He was a light to the blind. He was a guide to the blind, a, a, a light for those who were in darkness, a teacher of the immature and the foolish and the know-nothing Gentiles. And the third thing he trusted in was, was the ritual of circumcision. Now, last week we saw how Paul destroyed their confidence in their relationship with the law and their role towards the Gentiles. How did he destroy that? Well, in their pride, they relied upon the knowledge of God's law. And in their pride, they consider themselves superior to, as I said, the know-nothing Gentiles. And so with one great sweeping blow, Paul destroys that false confidence. He kind of cuts them at the knees and he says in verse 21, Therefore, you who teach another, do you not teach yourself? That is a stunning blow. What he's really saying is you who are so busy boasting in your superior knowledge and, and your role as teachers... Aren't you doing the same thing that you're telling others not to do? How can you have confidence in the law and your role as teachers of the law when you don't even obey the law you claim to, to know and to teach and to be ones who are responsible for getting the truth out? Now, if you want to know what Paul's goal really is, then turn to Romans chapter 3. Look at verse 19 through 23. This is what his goal is. This is where he's aiming. This is the highlight of, of all that he's been saying since chapter 1, verse 18 on. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, the Jew in other words, that every mouth may be closed and all the world may become accountable to God because by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. What he's saying is, is that we are addressing much of what we've said to the Jew so that the Jew might understand that he can't be justified by the works of the law. He can't stand before God and give God a whole, uh, all the excuses about why he did this and this. And Paul says, every mouth will be stopped. Verse 21, but now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe, for there is no distinction. And that is a key phrase. There is no distinction. Look at verse 22. Why is there no distinction, Paul? Why does everybody need the righteousness that comes from God by faith in Christ? Because of verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Do you see Paul's point? That as far as God is concerned, there is no distinction. The Jew, yes, he may have the law. Yes, he may know the mind of God. But as far as, as sin is concerned, God says there is no distinction. All, meaning Jew and Gentile, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so Paul is out to prove to the Jew that he's really no different than the Gentile. There is no distinction for all have sinned and come short of God's glory. You see, Paul not only has to prove to the Jew that they're just as guilt, that they're guilty before God, but he has to prove to them they're just as guilty as the Gentile. There is no distinction between Jew and Gentile as far as sin is concerned. But that's a problem because the Jew thought there was a distinction. 
And the Jew, reading what Paul would have to say about the law and about being a, a, a role model and a teacher of the Gentiles, would say, wait a minute, Paul, wait a minute. Maybe we don't always obey what we should, and maybe we're not the best examples, but we are different than the Gentiles. Don't tell us we're not. We are different. There is a distinction. We have a mark on our body that sets us apart and distinguishes us from everyone else in the world, and that mark, Paul, is circumcision. So that's why Paul, beginning at verse 25, has to deal with that, because the Jew trusted in that mark as making him distinct and better, and part of the covenant. What do I mean by that? Back in Genesis chapter 17, actually the covenant that God made with Abraham began even further back than that. But in Genesis 17, God... Uh, made or, or reminded of Abraham, really, of his covenant with him. God made a covenant with Abram or with Abraham. And this covenant was basically this. God says, the Jewish people will be my people, my covenant people, and I, Jehovah, will be their God, their covenant-keeping God. And this land, called, which we call today Palestine, will be their land. Whether they're in it or not, it's their land. God has given it to them. And the sign of this covenant, God says, is the surgical removal of the foreskin of the male reproductive organ, otherwise known as circumcision, which literally means, the word circumcision literally means to cut around. And God says that is the mark of the covenant people. It is hard to comprehend just how difficult Paul's words must have been for the Jewish reader to accept. They had been taught all their lives, for centuries, that they were superior to Gentiles, and that it was the covenant and the rituals associated with it which gave them entry into heaven. Paul was kicking the foundation right out from under their entire worldview. But, as we will see later, circumcision was still important, even though it could not save a person. Let's pause a moment to say welcome to those of you who have just tuned in. You are listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Here he is with more information. Hi, this is Steve Kreloff. I wanted to take a few moments today to tell you how pleased I am that you're listening to Verse by Verse. Our goal here at Verse by Verse is to teach people the Word of God so that they'll be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ and glorify God. I hope that you've been learning and growing in your faith as you've listened to our broadcasts. As a faithful listener to these broadcasts, I feel you should know that Verse by Verse needs your financial support. It's costly to prepare and broadcast these programs, and we can only continue to do so if our listeners support this ministry. So I would ask you to please consider giving a gift as a way of saying thank you to the Lord for providing this program to help you in your Christian walk. All gifts to Verse by Verse are tax-deductible. You can give via PayPal on our website, which is versebyverseradio.org. That's versebyverseradio.org. Or you can send your gift to Verse by Verse Ministries, P.O. Box 5884, Clearwater, Florida, 33758. That's Verse by Verse Ministries, P.O. Box 5884, Clearwater, Florida, 33758. Thank you, and may our Lord richly bless and strengthen you as you listen to him speak, verse by verse. 
Now, let's return to class so Pastor Steve can continue dealing with this topic of circumcision and why God said it was important. Now, in our day, it's really a very simple medical procedure and operation. It has, for most people, very little religious significance, but not so back in biblical times because every Jewish male, eight days old, had to be circumcised. And you know what the rabbis interpreted circumcision to mean? Now, this is not the intention of it. We're going to go into it this morning, what the intention of it was. But the rabbis interpreted this to mean, this ritual, that when the child was circumcised, he was right with God. Salvation came to that child. He was part of the covenant and he could never be lost. He was part of, of the people of God and they viewed salvation as being not individually necessary, but as people. We said that weeks ago. They viewed their salvation as a collective thing, as a group type thing, not, not as an individual personal response to the Lord in faith. And so when a child was circumcised, they figured he's in. He's part of the covenant. And this became the very normal understanding of the rite of circumcision. They felt that salvation was imparted to that Jewish child the moment he was circumcised. In fact, the rabbis put it this way, and I quote, one rabbi said this, no circumcised man will ever see hell. Another rabbi said, circumcision saves from hell. And still another rabbi said, Abraham sits before the gate of hell and does not allow that any circumcised Israelite should enter there. You see, that was the mentality. That was the thinking. That was the mindset. And so the Jewish people felt that circumcision was their badge of salvation, a ritual that made them distinct from the uncircumcised Gentiles. In fact, the expression uncircumcised came to be, be used to the Gentiles in a derogatory sense. Remember in 1 Samuel 17, 26, when David uh, is inquiring, the shepherd boy is inquiring about Goliath, who was taunting the armies of the living God. And he says, where is this uncircumcised Philistine? And David was not complimenting him. It was, a, it was a term of derision, uncircumcised, an uncircumcised Philistine. And so because of this attitude of pride and exclusiveness, on the part of the Jew, uh, in connection with the mark of circumcision on his body, the Apostle Paul must address this issue. He's going to address it again in Romans chapter 4, but he addresses it now in order to what? Destroy the confidence that they had in this mark, in this ritual, because he wants them to see that the only way a person can get to heaven, whether he's Jewish or Gentile, whether he's been circumcised or he's uncircumcised, the only way is by faith in the Messiah and the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we put our faith in him, he gives us his righteousness because we have none in ourselves. And so having dealt with the relationship of the Jew with the law and of the role that he had towards the Gentiles, now he turns his attention to the rite of circumcision or the ritual of circumcision. Let's look at verse 25. And by the way, you may not see that this is practical but you're going to see in a few minutes how very, very practical and relevant it is for today. For indeed, circumcision is of value if you practice the law. But if you are a transgressor of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. And look at verse 26. If therefore the uncircumcised man keeps the requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? 
Basically, what Paul is saying is this. Circumcision has value. Yes, it does. Only if you're obedient to the law of God. If you're constantly breaking the law, then it has no value. It's just the same as if you weren't circumcised. Paul is, is really telling them that their circumcision doesn't matter if they aren't obedient to the law. In verse 25, he says if, if the circumcised man isn't obedient, his circumcision doesn't matter. And in verse 26, he just turns around and, and approaches it from the other angle, and he says if the uncircumcised man is, is obedient, he doesn't need to be circumcised. What he's saying is circumcision makes no difference if you're not obedient. And if you are obedient, then you really don't need to be circumcised because you've learned the lesson. Now, the question is this. What's the purpose of circumcision? Why does Paul say it, it really doesn't matter? Obedience, he says, is what matters. Why? If you can't get to heaven by it and it really didn't make any difference, then what was its purpose? And was it even important? And the answer is yes, it was important. Paul doesn't say that it doesn't have value. He just says it doesn't have value if you're not obedient. It has value. What is its value? God called Abraham to be the father of his chosen people. He definitely said, and God meant exactly what he said, that every Jewish male child eight days old must be circumcised. And if you think that God didn't mean that, then you need to turn to Exodus chapter 4. And I'd like everyone to turn there, even if you know that God meant what he said, still turn there. Exodus chapter 4, because this illustrates that God definitely thought that this was very, very crucial and important. God really meant it, that every male Jewish child was to be physically circumcised. In Exodus chapter 4, God has just commissioned Moses to go to Pharaoh and to deliver his people to say, let my people go. And let's pick up the story in verse 19. Now the Lord said to Moses and Midian, go back to Egypt for all the men who are seeking your life. They're dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons and mounted them on a donkey and he returned to the land of Egypt. Moses also took the staff of God in his hand. And the Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your power, but I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Then you will say, you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I said to you, let my son go that he may serve me. But you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your son, your firstborn. Now it came about at the lodging place on the way that the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. Now let's stop there for a moment. Doesn't that strike you as strange? God has just called Moses. He's just equipped him. He's sending him out and then he wants to put him to death. What kind of a God is this? What, what is God doing? Why do you call a man, equip him, send him, and then you want to put him to death? Well, you'll find the answers in the next two verses. Verse 25 said, Then Zipporah, and that was his wife, Zipporah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin and threw it at Moses' feet. And she said, and I might add, she said in disgust, You are indeed a bridegroom of blood to me. She was repulsed by this. She circumcised her son and threw the foreskin at Moses' feet and said, You're a bridegroom of blood. That disgusts me. Verse 26, So he let him alone, meaning God let Moses alone. 
At that time, she said, you are a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision. That's a bit of a shocking exchange of words on which to conclude our lesson today, but time is running out on us. I hope you can join us for the next verse by verse. We will find out why the circumcision of Moses' son was so important to God. Verse by Verse is a daily Bible class of the air taught by Pastor Steve Kreloff. Pastor Steve has been the teaching pastor for over 26 years at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. If you're in the Clearwater area on a Sunday morning, why not come worship with us? Lakeside is at 1893 Sunset Point Road, midway between U.S. 19 and the beaches. Verse by Verse is produced by Verse by Verse Ministries. We are a faith ministry supported by the prayers and gifts of faithful listeners who are also faithful to their own churches. To listen again to today's class, visit our website, versebyverseradio.org. You will find it right there on the home page, and you will find previous classes on the archives page. That's versebyverseradio.org. If you would like to listen to the entire message from which today's class came, you might like to order your own CD or cassette. Just give us a call at 727-441-1714. Leave your name and a number, and we will call you back during weekday office hours. The number again is 727-441-1714. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.